check one, check two. I'm the anchor slash rapper that you never thought would happen. Commentary get it cracking like pads when they start whacking. Applaud like studio audience audio. It's the Rob You Sports 2 show. Is that so? I got what you want. The NFL is real for our phone. It's been sport news. Give haters the blue like you're betting your team and you know they will lose. Don't get it confused. I'm like shit calm mixed with Uncle Scrooge. McDuck, get bucks while chicks cluck. What? Shine like wine from water. Wait, grapes. R.I.P. Stewart Scott, the late great. And welcome back to another episode of the Rob You Sports Stew Show. Week 13, NFL 2019 season. Let's start off by taking a look back at my week 12 pick recap. And in week 12, I was able to continue some winning ways with my picks. I picked 12 games and I went 9-3. and three. So that was another pretty pretty solid week for myself. And one of the closest games in that in that pick of week 12 was that Patriots and Cowboys game. It was really a, a close kind of grinded out game. And in those kind of close games with the Patriots, you always know the Patriots are going to get some mysterious calls from nowhere. <laughs> Next on the list, I want to wish everybody a belated happy Thanksgiving. And hopefully you didn't spend too much time with your food or eat too much family. <laughs> But once again, happy Thanksgiving, and I think everybody has a lot of things that y'all can be. Everybody can be thankful for. Moving along, we had three games yesterday for the Thanksgiving slate, and Chicago defeated Detroit by a score of 24 to 20. Buffalo defeated Dallas by a score of 26 to 15, and New Orleans Saints beat the Atlanta Falcons with a final score of 26 ATL 18. Moving on, we have. Shaw Shanked and Arizona Cardinal Josh Shaw has been suspended from the NFL through the 2020 season for betting on NFL games. So that's definitely surprising news. And this came out of the blue on Friday evening. I guess somehow he got caught up and it got back to the league office. So he will be suspended through 2020 season and will possibly have to try to get reinstated in 2021 season. Moving along, I'm going back to that Patriots versus Cowboys game because that Patriots versus Cowboys game, which I dubbed the America's Teams Bowl, was the highest rated game in 23 years and the most watched game since 1996. So that just shows you the power of those two brands, those fans, those franchises, and the clout and support they have of nationwide and possibly worldwide of fans and people interested in watching those teams compete and definitely there was definitely was a good game so fans definitely weren't disappointed it was just a close game in the game that a lot of people feel the Cowboys really let slip away but you have to take your hats off to the Patriots because once again they find a way to win those close games one way or another block punt here trick play there Phantom call here. <laughs> and moving along, we have the Arena Football League filing for bankruptcy. So the Arena Football League was kind of like a minor league for the NFL. And there were some players who were able to compete in the AFL and become NFL players and compete at a high level. 
and one of the prime examples of that was definitely the uh, St. Louis Rams quarterback, Kurt Warner, who was stocking grocery shelves, playing for an arena football league team. I believe it was Iowa Barnstormers or something like that. And he ended up getting the opportunity to play in the NFL. And when Kurt Warner got the opportunity, he made the most of it. So that's one of the negative and sad things about this AFL bankruptcy filing. There are a lot of NFL potential players who may slip through the cracks and may have to grind it out in the AFL with the hope of reaching the NFL again. And now they have to try to find another comparable minor league, potentially the XFL, where they can show scouts and general managers that they have what it takes to compete in the National Football League. So that definitely is a big blow to a lot of players who come out of college and don't get drafted or don't get signed and have to kind of grind it out and work their way up to the NFL. And next up, after recent sports line simulations, the Ravens are the new Super Bowl frontrunners. And this is after numerous, who knows, thousands of computer simulated games which they completed the season and the schedule. And according to those computers and the, the data that they're using, the Ravens are the new Super Bowl frontrunners. And of course, a lot of that is because of Action Jackson, also known as Lamar Jackson, who could be this year's MVP. And on Monday Night Football, he had a five-touchdown performance where the Ravens were able to manhandle the Rams. And moving on, let's take a look at that Ravens versus 49ers preview. And this is my game of the week. I feel these teams are very evenly matched. Both known for a stout defense with the 49ers. It's that D-line with the Ravens. It's that secondary in the linebacking core. And they both have strong running games as well. So let's take a look at the offenses. We have the Ravens coming in averaging 433 yards a game. Where the 49ers are averaging 382 yards a game. On the ground, we have the Ravens averaging 210 yards rushing the game. And the 49ers averaging 145 yards rushing a game. Points, the Ravens are averaging 35 points a game. And the 49ers are averaging 30 points a game. And when it comes to defense, the Ravens are allowing 322 yards. Where the 49ers are one of the league's stingiest defenses. They're averaging 248 yards a game. Point-wise, the Ravens allow 18.4 points a game. And the 49ers allow 14.8 points a game. And when it comes to rushing, the Ravens defense is allowing 87.7 yards a game, where the 49ers are allowing 137 yards a game. Turnover differential with these two teams is very close. The Ravens have a plus 8 turnover differential, and the 49ers have a plus 6 turnover differential. So let's take a look at some of the key components with these two teams. When it comes to the head coaches, I believe that Harbaugh and Shanahan are pretty evenly matched. I think they both have developed systems and philosophies offensively. And I think they both coach their teams to execute these philosophies very well. Whereas playbook-wise, I would give the edge to the Ravens. Just because right now, with, the, with their pistol formation... 
in their zone read and the quarterback design runs and the passes to the tight ends and a lot of play action a lot of a lot of speed sweep fakes and speed sweep handoffs it's very unpredictable offense but one of the league's top rushing offenses just because of the talent they have and the way they call those plays quarterback wise I would give the edge to Lamar Jackson over Garoppolo. He has the mobility, he has the playbook in his favor, and he also has he also has a lot of intangibles that Garoppolo doesn't have. Now Garoppolo is a solid quarterback. There's just things that Lamar Jackson can do that he can't do. And when it comes to running backs, although the 49ers have a solid stable of running backs, I would still go with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens here with Ingram and also Johnson they have the downhill running attack and they have Lamar Jackson who kind of gets out on the edge a lot for them not to mention occasional trick play or reverse with Hollywood Brown when it comes to the receiving cores I believe these teams are pretty evenly matched the 49ers have a lot of they have a lot of young speed guys such as good Marquise Goodwin Debo Samuel and they also have that seasoned veteran who they recently acquired, uh, Samuel, I believe. And the Ravens have, of course, Hollywood Brown. And they also have a few other decent receivers as well as some nice tight ends. When it comes to the offensive lines, I believe these two teams are pretty evenly matched. You really don't see Lamar Jackson taking a lot of sacks. And the 49ers have a very nice zone running attack. So those offensive linemen for the 49ers know how to get downfield and get some blocks on the second level. Comes the defensive line and linebackers. I will go with the 49ers here because they're very stout up front. And I'm sure they're going to try to make Lamar Jackson uncomfortable in the pocket. When it comes to the defensive backs, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Because there are a lot of ball hawks out there with Peters, with Thomas, with... Jimmy Smith, also with Humphrey, the depth at uh, at Nickelback, and these guys are ball hogs. So they're very opportunistic. They'll strip the ball, and they've been playing some very good ball in that Ravens secondary. And lastly, when it comes to special teams and kickers, I think these two teams are kind of evenly matched. So stay tuned for my picks for Week 13. In block two, Pharaoh Knicks picks coming up next. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show. Week 13, NFL 2019 season. Let's take a look at some of the games. One o'clock games. San Fran versus Baltimore. Now, this is one of the top games of the week. Nice matchup. Two evenly matched teams here, both with strong running games. Baltimore with the dynamic Lamar Jackson, Garoppolo in that 49ers stable of running backs, Coleman, Mostart. It's a it's a lot of Brea. Excuse me, Breda. It's a lot of it's a lot of talent with both of these teams offensively. They have a lot of weapons. Defensively, though, that Baltimore defense has been playing very good. And also that San Fran. D-line, front seven, very stout as well. 
Not to mention they have the seasoned veteran, Richard Sherman, on the back end playing corner. But in this game, I just believe that Lamar Jackson's versatility, that playbook, the play designs, and the way they use them, it's going to be too much for the 49ers front seven. I believe that he's going to be able to juke some of those D linemen and linebackers. And even though they may get a few sacks on him, I think the Ravens are going to have enough offensively and defensively to get over the hump. And I think those cornerbacks and safeties for the Ravens will be able to get Garoppolo to throw an interception or two or three. So in this game, I have to go with the Ravens 31 over the 49ers 21. Then we have the Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tampa Bay, one of the most explosive offenses in the league. The only downside to that is Jameis Winston's occasion, occasion to throw interceptions, occasionally. And then we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They've been up and down this year, but mostly on the downside. Still trying to get the situation straight at quarterback. And they want to restore their name as one of the top defenses in the league as well. But in this game, I do believe that Tampa Bay will have what it takes to outscore the Jaguars with a final score. Tampa Bay 33, Jacksonville 24. We have the Tennessee Titans taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I think both of these teams are like AFC underdogs. And Tennessee has been able to get some momentum now with Tannehill at quarterback. Already had a nice running back with Henry. Just got to get find some more weapons on the outside for receiver. And then the Colts led by Jacoby Brissett. In that stout defense, they've been looking pretty good as well this year. But I believe this game, Tennessee will be able to edge the Colts with a final score, Tennessee 27, Colts 26. Then we have the Washington D.C.s taking on the Carolina Panthers. And Dwayne Haskins got his first win last week. He was seen jumping in, the, not jumping in the stands, but going close to the stands and taking a selfie with a fan. So he definitely was happy about that. And then you have the Carolina Panthers. They've been kind of up and down this year. After losing Cam Newton, they had a replacement replacement quarterback come in and do pretty good for a few weeks. And then he kind of went on a downward slide. But in this game, I do believe that the Redskins defense and a young Dwayne Haskins will be able to outdo the Panthers and also Christian McCaffrey. With a final score, Washington 20, Carolina 17. Then we have the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Miami Dolphins. And Philadelphia, they've they've kind of been a little up and down this year. But you know they still have some key players in place. And the Miami Dolphins, they've been mostly on the downward slide this year. But they have got a win or two this year. But in this game, I think the Eagles will have too much offense for them. And they'll win with a final score of Philly 26. Miami 16. And then we have the New York Jets taking on the Cincinnati Bungles. And the New York Jets have been kind of surprising these last few weeks. They're putting up some nice numbers, and it seems like Sam Darnold has been able to get a little bit of momentum going. Whereas the Cincinnati Bengals haven't really shown anything this year, and they've recently put their old starting quarterback, Dalton, back in the lineup. And hopes to try to salvage the rest of the season and not appear like they're tanking. 
I do believe the Jets will win with a final score, Jets 30, Cincinnati 9. We have the Green Bay Packers taking on the New York Giants in MetLife Stadium. And Green Bay is one of the top teams in the NFC, although they did have a upsetting loss, which I spoke of earlier, where Jackson was able to be all over the Green Bay Packers. And that game, well, that last loss by Green Bay, it just, I don't know if it, if it shook their confidence or not, but hopefully they'll be able to bounce back. And the New York Giants will put up a fight, but I do believe that the Packers will prevail with a final score, Green Bay 31, New York Giants 21. And actually, that Green Bay loss was um, to the 49ers. They really, really had a tough game against the 49ers. So I hope they'll they'll hope to bounce back against the Giants this week. And then we have Cleveland versus Pittsburgh and two division rivals. And Cleveland looks like they're starting to get on track with the re recent return of Hunt, their suspended running back. They begin to look like the offense now has enough key solid playmakers in place whereas the Pittsburgh Steelers recently pulled Rudolph and put the other third string quarterback back in who's has the nickname Duck and also that Pittsburgh Steelers defense especially that secondary has been looking real good led by Micah Fitzpatrick and also Hayden so I believe that in this game it'll be close but Cleveland will fall to the Steelers with a final score of Cleveland 21 Pittsburgh 23 Four o'clock games. The Los Angeles Rams will be taking on the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Now the Rams have a lot of reputation from last year, but this year they're not playing. I don't think up to what a lot of people expected from based on last year. There's a question mark with golf, and there's also a question mark with the running game, and in a loss. Last week to the Ravens, where Lamar Jackson had five touchdowns, they definitely showed a lot of chinks in that armor and ways they could be beat. And then we have the Arizona Cardinals with surprising rookie Kyler Murray. And they've had an up-and-down season, but I do believe they're beginning to get some kind of cohesion. And I think that the Rams will, in fact, lose this game to the upstart Arizona Cardinals with a final score Rams 16, Card Cardinals 20. Then we have the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Denver Broncos. And the Chargers are definitely having a, a bad season, uh, not, up to their, not up to their liking. Phillip Rivers is not appearing to be at his optimal performance ability right now. I don't know if it's the, the competition catching up with him. And his, you know, as he gets a little longer in the tooth in the league, or if it's just they don't have enough playmakers outside of Allen and Gordon. But the Denver Broncos do have a, a solid defense. Offensively, they're not really doing a lot. But I think the Chargers will have enough to edge by the Broncos in mile high with a final score Chargers 20, Broncos 19. And then we have the Oakland Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Chiefs 
led by that dynamic QB Mahomes and now all those all those weapons at receiver you have Hill you have Hardman you have Watkins you have Travis Kelsey they just they have a lot of they have a lot of ways they have a lot of ways to attack you and also the Oakland Oakland Raiders they've been very up and down this year and it's hard to say if they'll be able to it's hard to say if, if they'll be able to continue any kind of momentum or winning streak but we'll see how it goes with the Raiders but I do believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will be able to defeat the Raiders with a final score Kansas City 34 Oakland 17 and in the Sunday night game we have the New England Patriots taking on the Houston Texans and New England's only lost one game this year and that was of course to the Ravens and New England's defense has kind of been carrying the load this year but still they play sound football of course in all three phases of the game and then you have the Houston Texans led by Deshaun Watson Got Will Fuller and Hopkins on the outside. Nice receiving tandem. But in this game, I believe that stingy Patriot defense and that tough secondary will be able to defeat the Texans with a final score in a close game. Patriots 24, Houston 23. And in the Week 13 Monday Night Football finale, we have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Seattle Seahawks now this is also going to be a very a very good game I believe the Minnesota Vikings they have one of the stoutest they have a stout defense and they also have nice receivers and nice potent offense we have Cousins Cook the running back who's very good at, at his position very highly ranked in the league at third and rushing and you have on the outside Diggs and also Thielen. And then you have the Seattle Seahawks led by Russell Wilson. It's kind of the engine of the offense. And this Seahawks team also has nice running back depth with Carson and also Penny. And then when it comes to that Seahawks defense... They, they may be some young guys who are kind of unknown, but they still have Bobby Wagner and a few other stouts, stout players. So I definitely believe that it's going to be a close game. It's definitely going to be a good game, I believe. But in the end, I think that the Seattle Seahawks, led by Russell Wilson, will find a way to grind this game out because he have two nice running backs, and even if they're not able to get moving against that Vikings defense, Russell Wilson can do his thing on some, you know, scramble drills. And then he has some nice receivers outside with T.Y. Hilton, also newly acquired Josh Gordon, and the rookie D.K. Metcalf, and a few other guys with some solid depth. So I have to give the edge to the Seattle Seahawks here. And I have the Seahawks winning with a final score, Seattle 27, Minnesota Vikings 23. And this concludes another episode of the Rob U Sports Stew Show. I want to thank you for checking me out. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, share, hate. No, I don't hate. I'm going to block you. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you on the next app. Peace. Y'all enjoy the games. Be blessed.